Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Ackeson here. Welcome to another edition of Full Measure After Hours. I'm excited to announce we'll be revealing the final cover for my new book that will be coming out. You can pre-order it today. It's called Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism. I'm pretty sure you're going to love it. In today's podcast, I will be continuing with my popular list of media mistakes in the era of Trump. Do you have something to say and want to make your own podcast? Let me tell you how to do that for free with Anchor. Anchor has creation tools that let you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's all you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Before we get to my list of media mistakes, a reminder that Full Measure is on hiatus this summer while I'm out shooting and researching new stories traveling around the country. So this week, Full Measure is still on, but it's a repeat. Worth watching because I'll bet you missed it the first time around. My cover story is a fascinating trip with Customs and Border Protection as they work to guard our little discussed but very active Caribbean border in Puerto Rico. It's a tropical paradise that's a magnet for illegal drugs and human smugglers coming in from Dominican Republic, South America, you name it. And Puerto Rico is the last line of defense because once these illegal actors and cartels make it into Puerto Rico, which is a U.S. territory, maybe they come in with goods on a boat or a plane, There are no more customs checks between the island of Puerto Rico and the mainland U.S. So wait till you see what goes on there. Okay, now media mistakes in the era of Trump. We left off at number 18. So here we go with number 19 on the list that I've compiled. By the way, as I've pointed out, there are many media lists recounting President Trump's supposed mistakes and lies, but no others that I know of that so comprehensively recount the media's problems which is, of course, my main concern as someone who likes to examine media behavior and the trends that are transforming the industry of journalism. So starting with number 19 on my list, June 4th, 2017, NBC News reported in a tweet that Russian President Vladimir Putin told TV host Megyn Kelly that he had compromising information about Trump, but actually Putin said the opposite, that he did not have compromising information on Trump and NBC News had to correct what they'd put out. Number 20, on June 6th, 2017, over at CNN, 
Gloria Borger, Eric Lickblau, Jake Tapper, and Brian Rokas. And on ABC, Justin Fischel and Jonathan Carl reported that Comey was going to refute Donald Trump's claim that Comey told Trump three times he was not under investigation. So that was widely reported and expected that when James Comey testified to Congress, he was going to contradict Donald Trump, who'd been saying that Comey told him three times he wasn't being investigated. Instead, Comey did the exact opposite and confirmed Trump's claim. So all of those reports were wrong. Number 21, on June 7th, 2017, a day later, in a fact check story, ironically, Associated Press reported erroneously that President Trump misread the potential cost to a family with insurance under the Affordable Care Act who wanted care from their existing doctor. It turns out, AP later admitted President Trump was right. He did not misread the potential cost, and AP explained that it confused two numbers put out by the White House for separate procedures, and they issued a new version that deleted the error. So again, a fact check by AP was incorrect when it was fact checking President Trump. Number 22, a day later, June 8, 2017, the New York Times's Jonathan Weissman reported that Comey testified, follow me if you can, that Trump Attorney General Jeff Sessions told Comey not to call the Russia probe an investigation, but a matter. Wiseman was mistaken about the attorney general he named and the probe he referred to. Actually, it was Obama Attorney General Loretta Lynch, not Sessions, who told Comey to refer to the Hillary Clinton classified email probe, not the Russia probe, as a matter instead of an investigation. So besides the topic, the attorney general and the subject of the probe, the rest of the New York Times report was accurate. Number 23, on June 22, 2017, CNN's Thomas Frank reported that Congress was investigating a, quote, Russian investment fund with ties to Trump officials. The report was later retracted, and Frank and two other CNN employees resigned in the fallout over the controversy about this report that turned out to be untrue or at least retracted. Number 24, December 2nd, 2017, ABC News' Brian Ross reported that former Trump official, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, was going to testify that Trump, as a candidate, had directed him, Flynn, to contact, quote, the Russians. And even though such contact would not in of itself be a violation of any law, the news treated this as if it were an explosive indictment of Trump in the Russia collusion narrative, and the stock market even fell on the news. But ABC later corrected its report to reflect that Trump had already been elected when he reportedly asked Flynn to contact the Russians about working together to fight ISIS and other issues. Commonly, presidential transition teams contact and deal with foreign governments prior to the first day they go in office because they don't wait until the first day they serve to establish relationships. Anyway, uh, Brian Ross was suspended by ABC in the fallout over that false report. Number 25, July 6, 2017. Newsweek's Chris Riotta, I'm not sure if it's Riotta or Riotta, and others reported that Poland's first lady had refused to shake Trump's hand in a meeting. Newsweek's later update reflected that the First Lady had shaken Trump's hand, after all, as clearly seen on the full video. 
This one is a big one to me because it's one in a series of mistakes made by supposed trained journalists who look at a partial video clip of an event and draw unfounded and incorrect conclusions based on the clip, not seeing it in context, not asking questions or finding out themselves, investigating what happened, just sort of making an assumption. This is journalism 101, that you don't do that. Students are taught not to make assumptions based on clips. Experience teaches us that I would say more often than not, if you look at a little piece of a supposedly controversial video, there's often, if not almost always, a different context to the story when you know more. So you don't have to be really very smart or schooled to understand not to make conclusions based on little clips of videos that you see somewhere, but that's exactly what Newsweek did. Number 26, also on July 6th, 2017, The New York Times' Maggie Haberman, CNN, and numerous outlets had long reported, as if it were a fact, the Hillary Clinton claim that a total of 17 American intelligence agencies had concluded that Russia orchestrated election year attacks to help get Trump elected. But as it turns out, only three or four agencies, not 17, had officially made this proclamation. Number 27, August 31st, 2017, NBC News's Ken Delinian and Carol Lee reported that a Trump official's notes about a meeting with a Russian lawyer included the word donation, and that implied there were discussions about suspicious campaign contributions between a Trump official and a meeting with a Russian lawyer. But NBC later corrected its report to say that the word donation did not appear after all. But they still claimed at this point the word donor appeared. And then later, Politico reported that the word donor wasn't in the notes either. So all of that was wrong, all the implications. And I don't know if you've noticed, some of the same names keep popping up in this reporting mistakes. Maggie Haberman at the New York Times, Kendallinian, NBC, and other outlets prior to that. Both of them worked at other places. And you notice they don't get fired and they don't really even seem to be in much trouble when they make these major fact errors. There was a time when reporters who did this once might be discredited or suspended or have trouble getting another job, but it leaves the implication to me that they're doing exactly what their bosses want them to do. Even when they get it wrong, they're spreading around certain false information that they think is damaging to President Trump, and that's the goal because they are not punished and sometimes they're even rewarded after the mistaken material is published and corrected. Number 28, September 5th, 2017, another repeat name here on the list, CNN's Chris Saliza and other news outlets declared that Trump lied when he stated that Trump Tower had been wiretapped. Now, why is this important to examine? Because there's no way that any reporter independently knew the truth of the matter whether Trump Tower had been wiretapped at this point. They only knew as a reporter what Intel officials claimed or told them, whatever their sources, who, by the way, as you now know, were wrong over and over again. And it turned out, we later discovered there were numerous wiretaps involving Trump Tower, including a wiretapped meeting of Trump officials with a foreign dignitary and at least two Trump associates who had offices in or frequented Trump Tower were also being wiretapped. We found that out later. 
Number 29, September 7th, 2017, that familiar name again, New York Times' Maggie Haberman reported that Democrat leader Representative Nancy Pelosi called President Trump about an immigration issue, but Trump actually made the call to Pelosi. That might not seem like a big one, but the point being, if this newspaper that used to be one of the probably best reputed in the world, the New York Times, and their top reporter supposedly, or one of their top reporters, can make such a mistake based on whoever's feeding her information, that shows you that you rightly cannot trust other information necessarily that's published. Number 30, November 6, 2017, CNN's Daniel Shane edited excerpts from a Trump event to make it seem as though Trump didn't realize that Japan builds cars in the U.S. So the excerpts took a portion of a Trump speech, and in isolation, without the context, it did sound like Trump was saying Japan ought to build cars in the United States and didn't realize that already happens. But if you looked at the entire statement that Trump made, not only did he realize Japan builds cars in the U.S., he referred to that in his statement. So either CNN's Daniel Shane deceptively edited an excerpt or someone did this for him, or he did it unintentionally, again, by just looking at a piece of something or a partial transcript or a small clip of video out of context. That's how a lot of these mistakes happen because I think the reporters are so anxious to try to find something to publish against President Trump that they make these simple and sometimes really egregious mistakes. We'll be back to continue our list with more in just a minute. We are back, and our next media mistake in the era of Trump, number 31, is on the same date as the last one that I talked about, and by the same news organization, CNN. On November 6, 2017, CNN edited a video that made it appear as though Trump impatiently dumped a box of fish food into the water while feeding fish at Japan's palace. You may remember that video clip. So a little piece of it was taken, and President Trump is seen looking sort of foolish, dumping all the fish food in at one time, sort of upside down into this pond. The New York Daily News, The Guardian, and others wrote stories implying that this showed Trump was gauche and impetuous. Well, the full video showed that what Trump had actually done is what they teach you to do diplomatically, by the way. He had simply followed the lead of Japan's prime minister, who had started out by feeding the fish out of this container of fish food and then just dumped the whole thing in there, after which President Trump followed suit and did the same. Again, you are taught diplomatically oftentimes to follow the lead when social things or protocol things are done by a foreign dignitary and you're visiting. So once again, common theme News outlets took a little piece of a video and either deceptively edited it or never bothered to look at the whole thing in context to see if they might be making a mistake and how they were characterizing something. Number 32, on November 29th, 2017, back to Newsweek again, back to Chris Riotta or Riotta again, he claimed that Ivanka Trump plagiarized, get this, one of her own speeches. In fact, as you probably know, And as any beginning journalism student probably knows, plagiarizing one's own work is impossible since plagiarism is when a writer steals someone else's work and passes it off as his or her own. So Newsweek issued a correction that said the headline of the story was changed to reflect that 
She had actually reused portions of an earlier speech rather than plagiarized it. You're allowed to do that if you write the material yourself. Number 33, December 4th, 2017. The New York Times' Michael S. Schmidt and Sharon Lafreniere and other outlets reported that Trump's Deputy National Security Advisor, Katie McFarlane, supposedly contradicted herself or lied about another official's contacts with the Russians, but this story was heavily, repeatedly amended over and over again on various outlets. CNN, MSNBC, CBS News, New York Daily News, and Daily Beast, however, picked up the story that then had to be corrected and corrected and corrected from the New York Times about McFarland's supposed lies. That's a lesson in how when one outlet, particularly the New York Times, puts out an incorrect story, it gets amplified on social media and by other news outlets over and over again. And even when it is corrected, oftentimes people never hear the corrected story. Number 34, December 4th, 2017, ABC News's Trish Turner and Jack Date reported that former Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort had recently worked with a Russia intelligence-connected official, but the Russian in question was not any sort of official, so that report was wrong. And last but not least for our examination for the moment, number 35 on the list, December 5th, 2017, Bloomberg's Stephen Ahrens and the Wall Street Journal's Jenny Strasberg reported that special counsel Robert Mueller had subpoenaed Trump's bank records. This was a blockbuster that immediately was amplified around the world. Well, it turns out that was not true. I will continue to report the media's mistakes. You can see or listen to number one through 18 at my other podcast, the Cheryl Ackeson podcast, just look for 1 through 18 media mistakes in the title. And I will continue on both of my podcasts dissecting and going down the list of these mistakes. All of these topics and the devolution of the news as we once knew it, maybe the death of the news, the death of journalism as we used to know it, these topics are addressed in my new book, Slanted, How the News Media Taught Us to Love Censorship and Hate Journalism, Again, it will be released in late November and will make a terrific gift or holiday stocking stuffer for an inquiring mind that you know, someone who might enjoy this line of thought, especially as it becomes more and more relevant, I think, with big tech censorship and control of so much of the news media with narratives. The book is a nonpartisan look at control of information on almost every source that you look at today. It also includes a specific dissection of the problems at CNN, where I once worked as a journalist, and at the New York Times. And this is the first book I know of that has interviews with and comments from more than a dozen current and former top news executives, including some who were news division presidents, producers, and reporters from CNN, CBS, ABC, MSNBC, NBC, New York Times, connected to shows Some of them worked with Walter Cronkite, um, including 60 Minutes. I don't know of any book that has this breadth of opinion from people inside the industry talking critically about the news. And by the way, the ones who describe themselves politically, some of them didn't, but those who did all describe themselves as liberal-leaning or progressive. And you will be surprised to hear they agree with you and a lot of Americans about what's gone wrong with the industry the news and journalism industry. So 
Slanted is available for pre-order on Amazon or anywhere right now. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check out Full Measure. You can watch the program stream live at fullmeasure.news, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Sundays. You can watch it anytime on our app, STIR. Download STIR, S-T-I-R-R, Watch On Demand. You can see it on a TV station near you. We have now added a Los Angeles, California station to our list. For a station list, you can go to fullmeasure.news and click About. But I think my list at sherlackison.com is a little more updated. These station lists and times change from time to time. If you go to sherlackison.com and click Full Measure, you can find all the ways to watch it and instructions, how to find it on STIR, any way you want to. The easiest way for some people, Sunday, maybe around 10, 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern time, it's all posted online at fullmeasure.news. So if you've missed it on TV or any other way, you can always go there. And you can see past episodes as well. Do your own research. Make up your own mind. Think for yourself.